Hey Pack, bear with us with our media guy here, Prince, learning how to fine tune the Pack Leader Show. So with that being said, enjoy episode two. What's going on, Pack? Steve Del Savio from Pack Leader Dogs, episode two of the Pack Leader Show. I'm super fired up for this thing. I've been waiting forever to get this going. We gave you episode one, which was the intro of me and Cassie, how we got into the business how we learned about dogs, our journeys. I hope that was insightful and gave you guys some good info on us. Um, today, we're gonna really start getting into the questions that you guys have been asking on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Remember always to put a, uh, hashtag AskThePackLeader in the comment that, or the question that you have so we can search it. How we search it, we search that hashtag and then find who's asking questions, um, what comments you have and things like that. So today we're going to get, I think we should get right into the questions. We have Jamie here, who's part of our staff, who's going to be reading me some questions. Um, I think we should get that going right away, right? Because we have, I want to get the party started. Sounds good. I've been, I've been waiting for this shit for so long to get this going that I'm like sitting in this desk right now being like, please ask the question already. I want to help everybody. So let's go. What do we got? What was our first question? Hold on, let me let me just have a little vodka first. I'm just kidding, by the way, this is coffee. I haven't drank in a year and a half. We'll get into all that stuff too. But go ahead, sorry. Okay. Get used to this, because this is all this is the story of me and Jamie's life when she's trying to tell me to go somewhere. Hey, you gotta answer this question, you gotta get to the gym, you got a session, but I just keep cutting off and just my mind goes all over the place. So I'm working on this, so I'm gonna try. Alright, ready? Go. Okay, so sweet and spicy chef on Instagram asks. We need help with our skittish dog. She pees all the time. She gets nervous, scared, even when I walk through the door. As soon as I tell her down, she pees. She bumps into something, she pees. My carpet is gross. I can't take it. I can't even leash her without her peeing. Help us. So the key to that whole thing, if you guys, I hope you guys could hear that, but the, the question was basically that her dog is peeing all the time, no matter what happens, whether she puts a leash on, whether she approaches a dog, the dog bumps into something. Um, the key to that whole question that I heard was, I can take it. And I'm pretty sure, wasn't this a question that I, I feel like I saw this question when it originally came and it was, it was in caps, I can't take it. So that's definitely the biggest portion of this scenario, right, is... She's getting annoyed, frustrated, um, tense by her dog peeing. So in reality, it sounds like she has a pretty submissive dog who's a little insecure. Um, I would, it, it, these, are, these are questions that are, I'm trying to answer in the best way I can without knowing the full context of the scenario. But uh, a dog who's, who's submissive peeing, a lot of times people get frustrated and they let me put the leash on, but they get annoyed, right? Or they approach a dog too intensely. So that I had to work on earlier in my career to be around softer dogs, nervous dogs, more um, insecure, fearful, all that stuff. I was really good from early on in my career with very strong forward dogs, um, confident dogs, because my energy tends to be a little bit more forward, a little bit stronger, which was not always the case, by the way. But um, yeah, it became one of those things that I really, so Caesar and uh, a good friend of mine, Colleen uh, in LA told me, I really want you to start working with just insecure dogs for a while. So that's what I did for a while and I got really good and have gotten really good with working with insecure dogs where actually I actually love working with really soft, nervous, 
um, timid, like highly submissive dogs. It's, it's one that you really have to be in tune with yourself and, and learn how you can bring your energy up high for strong dogs and down low for soft dogs. So with the peeing thing, what I would recommend, honestly, is to act like you don't give a shit that the dog pees. So we, the approach, all those things are gonna matter. So ideally, for putting the leash on, if the dog likes food and stuff like that, practice the dog coming to you, giving some food. Just, or, or if the dog just comes to you without food, that's fantastic, come here, girl, and she doesn't pee for that. I wanna find a scenario where she's coming to you instead of you going towards the dog with the leash. So a fearful or nervous dog or submissive dog, me coming like this, even if it's soft, and you're probably already in, what was her name? Sweet and Spicy Chef. Mm-hmm. She's, you're, you're probably already anticipating that the dog's going to pee. So by doing that, you're already bringing a state of creating a future state. I want you to live in the moment. Think about bringing your dog in towards you. So first you can hold the leash. If you have a slip lead, that's a, that's a really great way to do it. A slip lead, we don't have one here, but a slip lead you can make really wide and put your, put your hand through it with food, right? So you start giving food like this, boom, good girl, boom, good girl. Be careful on the excitement because excitement can also create the dog to pee. So you're gonna come forward with the food, good girl, she comes to you, she takes the food, fantastic, and then you start just moving your hand a little bit forward each time, boom, and then you kind of just slip it on her, continue giving the food, tighten the leash, and then casually walk outside. If she pees, act like nothing happened because you getting frustrated is bringing more negative energy to that scenario. So if she bumps into something and pees and you say, God, I can't take this anymore. Just, you're, just, you're just continuing that process over and over because she's feeling uh, every time, she feels weak already. And then by you bringing that energy of I'm so annoyed with you that you did that, she feels even more weak about it. So that's a dog who I want to bring confidence up. So once you have the leash on, also things you can do outside is bringing the dog to do um, some agility things. Even like with really insecure dogs, I like to like just find even a bench and say up and guide them up. And to, to us, it's like, who cares? You jumped on a bench, but to them up and they did it. Good girl, good boy. So they think, wow, I'm so cool that I did that. But it, it really starts to build confidence the more you do that with a dog. So what I would recommend is just to really ignore or not uh, put yourself into a mental state of just happiness and being grateful that you have a dog, right? This is an opportunity instead of something that's like, I can't believe this dog is doing this stuff. You know what I mean? I can't believe she's peeing. I can't believe that um, she's pissing all over my house. Also remember that to clean all the, all the carpet and all those areas, if it means getting a new carpet, the, the scent of pee can also cause dogs, it's like putting up a billboard that says pee here when they smell pee. So I would recommend cleaning everything else. Um, yeah, and just definitely just just really focus on staying calm. If she pees, let it go. Take her out for the walk. If she bumps into something, pee. Don't make a big deal about it. And just continue on that way. And ideally, that's what's going to to really reduce the peeing. If she doesn't pee, that's fantastic. If she does, she does. Um, it's part of the process of having a dog. But the, the outcome of her peeing is what's is actually causing you to get annoyed with her, which is, which is creating the beginning of it, of the annoyance and the frustration, living in a past experience, right? And you're already anticipating a future experience. Just live in the moment, live right here and approach if she pees. All right, so that approach didn't work. Take it as a mental note and think of other ways that you can have her come towards you. If she bumps into things, it's okay, not a big and you'll see that over time start to start to reduce of pee. And just focus, remember where your focus is. Focus on where the progress is happening, not where you're not already getting to. So most people will say, but she's still peeing. Yeah, but is she reducing the pee? So focus on the progress that you're making. Hope that helped there. What'd you think? That was a great answer. Yeah, she's just saying that shit, by the way. But go ahead. What's I the always, next? I always, I always agree with you. Yeah.
By the way, this is our fish. I don't know. Um, what, what did we name it? Larry. So we named it Larry, and I have no idea why they named it Larry, but this is a fish that is Larry, who's going to be joining us for the shows as long as they continue to feed it and clean the ball. So hopefully we have Larry for a long time. We'll see. If it's not here for another episode, we know exactly who to blame. I'll just replace him. Yeah, exactly. I won't. Yeah. Okay, what else? What's the next question? Uh, Jillian X from Instagram Mm -hmm. would love a discussion on the pet food industry and how processed kibble full of sugar can affect a dog's behavior. I I found training so much easier when a dog is fed biologically appropriate diet. Yeah, that's a really good one. So just recently, I was in contact with a company, actually, who we're trying to partner up with, who's... um, their, their goal is, is that the owner actually had a dog who had major allergies and a bunch of issues and stuff like that from the food that they were having. He tried a million foods and he decided that it was best to start feeding dogs fresh food. So we had a good talk. Um, our, our, both of our companies are in the same direction. It's a mission that I'm trying to help people uh, understand dogs and do the dog psychology thing. And he's trying to educate people on how important nutrition is. And I believe that Personally, I believe it for myself, it's so important. I was down a road, which I discussed in the first episode, was eating whatever the hell I wanted. I was like an athlete my whole life, but then age kind of caught up to me and I was like, oh shit. So eating an Italian combo isn't the, the best scenario. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's something that created a high blood sugar, then a drop, and I would get tired. I was taking naps. So, I mean, the food that we were having wasn't even that I was having wasn't even that bad, but it just wasn't good for my body. So you can imagine with a dog that is eating a, a kibble that's in the high sugar content, which you're gonna have issues of potentially cancer issues, other medical issues, but psychologically for, for the brain, it's, it's, you know, giving someone, it's like, it's like if I gave, someone gave me a bowl of frosted flakes and I'm trying to create me to be calm or someone gave me a candy bar filled with sugar, said eat all this candy and now I want you to go rest on your bed. It's gonna be really hard to do. So is super important. I think so many of these allergies, so many of the, uh, a lot of behavior issues, it's really influencing the way dogs are behaving in the real world. So to me, without a doubt, it's a super thing. I'm, I'm gonna hopefully have that, that um, completed soon so we can share who the company is and we're, we're actually testing it out on our own dogs right now to see how they adapt to it. Um, we're gonna test that out on some other dogs that they've invited me to their facility to go see how they're preparing the food and all that stuff. So I'm super pumped about that. So as that comes in, I'll be sharing who it is, the links to it, and hopefully that helps with the food stuff. But yeah, food, super important. So really assess what you're eating because that's fuel. I mean, it's fuel for us, it's fuel for dogs. So. And by the way, speaking of the food and nutrition thing, I, the guy who worked with me is actually gonna be one of our guests in the future. He agreed that he would come on the show, which is amazing. I have so many guests lined up, I can't wait. I wanted to do a bunch of these in a row so we can answer all your questions. And then I'll announce who the guest is gonna be and then we'll, uh, we'll tailor questions to the guests coming in. But we wanted to get these dog behavior questions done. Doing some what, Instagram? All right, is Instagram on? So this is a, we're gonna add in, what happened? Let me see it. See, technical malfunctions during the show. There you go. I was locked. Let's see. So we're going to add in uh, one question from Instagram. We're going to let it load, and I think we'll do one question first, right, while they're asking questions? Yeah, sounds good. Are we on Instagram? What's up, Instagram? You're in the middle of the Pack Leader live show. We have Instagram joining us, Pack Leader show. So we're, gonna, we're asking questions. We're answering some questions right now. So you can ask questions in the Instagram, and we're going to answer one Instagram live question. But go ahead. What do we have? 
Okay, our next one is from Edna Perry on yep. Facebook. Edna, yes. She says, you are calm and confident. Mm-hmm. How do you know what energy you are projecting to your dogs? And do they know when you're faking it by trying to appear calm on the outside when you are faking it by trying to appear calm on the outside when you really aren't? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'll, you'll hear in a lot of my, my videos and my posts, I'm saying calm and confident, calm and confident, because that's what a pack leader is in the dog world. A pack leader is always calm and they're always confident. They're certain about what they want to have happen. So it's, it's not something that I've chose to follow, but that's just how they are. And, and it's an amazing thing that if we actually tap into that, being a calm and confident or certain person in the real world, in all scenarios is a really nice thing to be. It takes a, a lot of pressure off all the emotions and all the craziness that we get ourselves sucked into. I mean, life is really simple, but we just make it super complicated all the time. Um, but she was asking about if dogs know if they're, if we're, if we are. Yeah, of course they. So dogs are, are the most, to me, the most honest species on the planet. So they're not gonna say, oh, I believe you, you're, you're calm. We can fool other human beings of how I feel. If I sat here, I said, hey guys, I'm in a great mood right now, but in reality, inside of me, I'm feeling angry and tense and I'm like frustrated as hell. I might be able to fool Jamie, but which I probably will be able to fool Jamie, but if, if I brought a dog in here, especially my dog, who's who, uh, one of my dogs, Maddie, who's, who I'm sure a bunch of you guys know, who's really a sensitive dog. She's more back of the pack and very into what everybody's doing and has to smell every package. And she's really in tune with energy and she helps me tremendously when new dogs come in of seeing what is that dog like. So sometimes I'll have a dog where I'm like, I'm not sure about this dog. I bring it up by Maddie and then I see how her, what her reaction is. So that's how you can know it, how, what you're actually feeling is how your dogs are reacting. If you have a sensitive dog, that's even better because they're gonna sense way more of what your energy is. You're gonna give off a different scent, different biochemistry in each state of mind that you're in. So if I'm fearful, the dog's gonna smell fear. Even when I'm in, in my business mode, Right, and I'm, I'm getting, I can feel myself getting frustrated. I'm like, well, why didn't we, blah, blah, blah. We need to, blah, blah, I can see where Maddie will all of a sudden stand up and she casually starts walking to the, to the top of the stairs because she says she wants to go downstairs because in her mind, the leader of the pack right now is getting a little tense and it makes her uncomfortable. So she's an amazing barometer for me about my energy and how I'm doing and stuff like that. Um, what else was to it? Um, so can they fool it and do they know, right? Yeah, and what can they do about it or not? What she can do about it, I don't know if she's asked that question, but I'll still tell her, is what you can do about it is focus on breathing. Focus on living in the moment. Instead of visual, what most people do is they visualize something that's going to happen that's happened in the past, right? So let's just say you have a dog who reacts to other dogs on the, on the walk. You go to, um, another dog is approaching, and then that person starts saying, Oh my God, my dog's going to react. I know she's going to do this shit. She goes crazy every time a dog comes. So the dog might not even have seen the other dog yet, but we're already going into, oh, I don't know what to do. So we're using past experience to already anticipate a future experience. Where, where, where dogs live is in the moment. So if we lived in the moment and said, and set a different intention, set a different visualization of I'm going to walk by this dog and this dog's going to follow me. You're going to see how much difference there is to that. Of course, it takes practice and dogs are go through a process of learning and believing you as leader. But that's definitely a process that you can do is start to visualize what you want. So, for instance, when I go to sometimes people's houses, they say, uh, I want my dog to stop barking. Oh, watch this. The dog barks at the front door. What do you want the dog to do? I want him to stop barking at the front door. OK, that's what you don't want him to do. But what do you want him to do? Uh, just relax. Where do you want them to relax? 
I don't know. So my point is, is as if you're leading the scenario and you're taking control of the front door doorbell thing and you don't even know what you want the dog to do, then how the hell is the dog going to know what they want to do? Really think about that. So come up with a specific plan of I want the dog to go to his bed over here. I want him to sit down and relax. Anything aside from that of coming off the bed, barking, whining, you're going to address and keep him there. So just think about the intention. That's what I would recommend in the whole scenario. So living in the moment. We have an Instagram one or no? Are we going to another one? I love, by the way, I love this shit. I could do this show for like three hours straight. And by the way, this is not, you're going to get a real, a real look into, into who I really am. Deal with this shit all day long of me being like, yo, what we should do is this. How about if we did that? Oh, what about this dog over here? But in life, you know, you'll see people who say, do something that you love and figure out how to monetize and all that stuff. I agree with that, but it's also something that I want people to do something that excites them. So what, what, what is exciting to you? This is exciting as hell to me. Being able to connect with all you guys on Instagram, all the people on YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff, and really connect the community of, of, of dog lovers, but not dog lovers who just love dogs for themselves, but love dogs for dogs. I want to help dogs. Because you can have a dog lover who, I'm a dog lover, I love dogs, and they just want to pet and cuddle dogs. In reality, they're, they're doing emotional well. They're doing it for themselves. They're putting their emotional needs first instead of a dog's instinctual needs. To me, the real dog lover is the one who sees a nervous dog on the street and sees a dog going like this and says, mm, I understand she's nervous, so I'm going to give her space. and I'm going to do no touch, no talk, no eye contact. That's the one who's the real dog lover in my opinion. But, okay, I got off on a little tangent. What else do we have? Yeah, I know. Like, I'm ready to, like, flip this thing. Come on, the next question. Okay, the next is from Instagram. Yep. Um, I adopt my, adopted my king Corso four months ago, and if a bigger dog comes near him, he growls. I think he is scared because he was bitten from a taller dog. How can I help him? So, say, say read it one more time. I adopted my king Corso four months ago. Yep. And if a bigger dog comes near him, he growls. Mm-hmm. I think he is scared because he was bitten from a taller dog. Yeah. So that's the one where people are going to get into uh, bigger dogs type thing. But, but the reality of, of the situation is that he just had a bad experience with a bigger dog. It's likely, it sounds like it's about other dogs and the approach and stuff like that. So the best thing you can do with that dog is walk him with other dogs who are balanced. If you have friends, family, there's a, there's a blog that I have on my website about meeting a dog for the first time of how to do it. And what I always like to do with dogs who are going to be living together, even if it means that you bring your cane corso on this side and the left side, you have a friend who brings a big dog on the right side, choose a really a, a balanced, calmer dog who has social skills and all that stuff to be kind of a role model. Have them on opposite sides and just let them walk. Let, her, let, let the first experience be where it's not even they have to meet and smell and get growly and stuff like that. He's growling. Growling is not a a scenario where a dog is being aggressive, right? It, growling is, is a way for a dog to say, hey, I don't want confrontation from you, but you're making me uncomfortable. So it's really important to understand where the growl, each growl means. And maybe we can figure out a way to do a video on that and love like videoing each, um, like different growls in different contexts so people can have a more of an understanding of that. Um, but yeah, I would just have experiences of walking together. To me, like insecure dogs is something we do with our, with our, our um, our board and train program, the, the dog psychology camp we have, is we get tons of nervous, insecure, fearful dogs who have bitten, who are growling, who are going after other dogs. In reality, they're, they're just being proactive of saying, like, I want to keep dogs away. I don't know what to do. And I don't believe you as a leader are going to control the scenario with another dog. So definitely start with the walk. Then you could bring your cane corso to the inside and then maybe 
down the road, you bring the other one to the inside and just let them walk by each other. Allow your dog, which would be awesome because he seems like he's really fearful or unsure about other dogs, allow your dog to go smell that dog first. So instead of him, the dog coming to him and putting pressure on him, where he's like, this is too much for me, allow him to have the experience of smelling a dog and then coming away and nothing happens. So you will, we wanna create as many positive experiences as we can for that dog by repetitions of being around good balanced dogs. To me, like when I do rehab, I couldn't do what I do for, for dogs without my balanced pack. I use the, uh, my personal dogs. I use so many of the dogs that we have done training. To me, that's like the biggest full cycle of rehab is when I get a dog in, for instance, Cassie's dog, who we talked about in the first show, who was biting, uh, like growling, going after dogs, had bit the, the, the sister's dog and fractured the skull and all this crazy stuff. Now he helps me rehabilitate other dogs with the same issues he had. To me, that's like the greatest circle, full cycle state of rehabilitation where unstable dogs become balanced and now we're helping new unstable dogs. So the other dogs are really going to be the help there, but make sure you're in control of the scenario. Breathe, stay calm, stay confident. And that's really the whole deal. Hope that helped, Instagram. What we'll else? One, we'll do one more from Instagram. Okay. Okay. Yeah, keep I going. My French bulldog. You guys are going to have to cut me off on this shit. Oh, like, I'll just yeah. go forever. I'll be like going on and on and on, you know? Okay. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me breathe. Um, go. <laughs> I adopted my French bulldog, Pug Mix, four months ago. He yeah. is super playful and loves meeting new people, but keeps jumping up at everyone. Yeah. I've been trying to stay consistent with him. Mm -hmm. So it depends, like, if he's jumping up on leash or off leash. It sounds like he's jumping up no matter who he meets. If it's in the house where he's jumping up on people and he's excited, it just means that the excitement is what's fueling the jumping, right? This isn't, it doesn't sound like it's a dog who is being disrespectful or confrontational and trying to claim people. It's just that he's so excited that I just want to put my paws on you. I don't know what to do. So something you can do is put a leash on, something like a slip lead would be fantastic to put on. Um, and you allow people to come in, you ask your guests, no touch, no talk, no eye contact. And make sure you say that because if you tell people, hey, just ignore the dog, they come in and they stare at the dog like this. So they're looking right at the dog and they think they're ignoring the dog, but they're actually looking And eye contact with the dog can, can create confrontation, it can create excitement, it creates a lot of things. So have them no touch, no talk, no eye contact. Then you're gonna um, have the leash on and just have them come in and st stand at a distance from, from, the, from the people entering and just wait, honestly, until the dog calms down. As they calm down, and by the way, doing exercise before this, structured exercise, is a really great thing to do to bring the pent-up energy down. So you're working with a calmer dog, a more relaxed dog, who's actually a little bit tired, which is a, a big asset to do what I do with a lot of dogs that we work with is take away, because remember, exercise, discipline, affection, we always have to do the exercise part first, structured exercise. We'll get into structured versus unstructured in another episode, I'm sure, but... Um, yeah, so have the leash on and then wait till the dog calms and then calmly approach the human and then let him ideally go into nose smelling first, which is dog. Dogs are nose, eyes, and then ears. So most people talk to dogs, which is their third sense kind of thing. So we're, we're, taking, we're taking away the, the, the instinct of a dog, to, which they know the world is, is nose. So who are you? Is smelling you. That's how they know. They know us by energy. And that goes back to the last question of... of how dogs see human beings is by energy, not by our bank account, not by our celebrity status, not by how many followers we have on Instagram, not by our past. They know us who we are in the moment is what is your energy right now. So when I go to a house, they don't say, hey, you're a, you're a dog guy, so I have to listen to you right now. They just know what is my energy coming into the house, right? To, uh, to, to be thinking about, but I think that's a good one that, that, that to help her is really, and then if she, oh, so the last part of that is as the dog goes up to jump, that would be the time where I would just do a light leash pop, just enough pressure on the leash to get her 
to, 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 to gain the attention to you and says, oh, I'm not allowed to do that. Just to interrupt the jumping each time, just to make it a low level of uncomfortable for jumping, boom, no. And then just act like nothing happened. She goes again, boom, no. That's a calm way to do it and you just keep it light enough. If she's getting really intense about doing it, then I would remove her back out and start all over. So she's gonna learn that the only way she gets to meet people is when she's calm and respectful. And that excitement and jumping doesn't get people to, uh, to, to say hello or give it to, get affection. Good shit? That's good. Nice. I'm like, go. What are more questions? But we are on a time constraint. I got a bunch of Instagram. Thank you for joining in. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you guys. I'm like so pumped up about this show. I hope you guys like it. Please give me um, some feedback if there's anything else you'd like me to talk about. If you want me to stop using my hands so much. I'm from New York, so it's hard for me to do that. But I'll try my best. Maybe I'll have less vodka next time when we do the show. Um, Just kidding, by the way. Coffee. I don't know if you guys can see it. But uh, yeah, thank you guys. Um, remember, always put in the, in the comment or the question, hashtag ask the pack leader. That's how we find all the questions and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure we missed some quite a bunch of questions because there was no hashtag in there. So remember, ask the ha- uh, hashtag ask the pack leader. Um, we'll be coming weekly with this show. If we can do it more, we will. I'm going to be taking the show on the road. Um, we have some setups for... When I'm out in LA working with uh, Caesar doing workshops, we have cool trainers we're gonna bring in, fitness people we wanna bring in, I'm gonna have celebrities, business people. I wanna as much as much value to you guys as I possibly can. I've been I'm so grateful for the people that I've been able to be around in my life that my job my goal in life is just to share as much as I can with you and just have a good positive attitude, live life to the fullest, have fun and be yourself, be true to yourself. So we'll see you guys soon. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.